So how is, how's life right now for you? Life is good. Life is good. No complaints. Um, I'm healthy. Uh, I'm happy. I'm doing what I love. And um, I don't know that you can really ask for too much more than that. You can't. Not, not to <laughs> I, mean, I, I think especially now it's kind of, it's seen as being like the things that are appreciated in life mm -hmm. because we mm -hmm. looked over like the small things for so long because we're looking at bigger goals and bigger obstacles mm -hmm. and saying like what we want out of life and then you hit this mm -hmm. moment and it's like all these yeah. things are really important so absolutely it's it was a it was a total pause and i think it allowed us to just see what was right in front of us and to be grateful for that yeah. you know so a lot of us got very in touch with ourselves and some spirituality been for <laughs> look and, and we had to we had to work on some things exactly. you know when you're constantly moving you don't always see the parts of you that need a little bit of attention and a little bit of fixing and 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 moving forward to a different place and it's all good man it's hard to look in that mirror but when you do you got work it out and there was a lot of that this year. I, I had a um a clubhouse room that i was in um and i was moderating it we had a conversation it was like you know this is the first time a lot of people had to look at themselves and look at their surroundings yeah. and say am i happy with where i'm at in my life and am absolutely I happy with people that i have in my life at this moment because there's no more distractions mm -hmm. so at all you gotta face it. it ain't no grocery store ain't no mall don't don't try to go to the movies or brunch it's nothing or <laughs> brunch and when i tell you brunch was my thing oh i'm a brunch baby <laughs> oh man come on <laughs> bottomless mimosas what's exactly. happening and i think what happened is because i i got introduced to brunch in new york and then I moved to LA. Brunch in LA is a whole different world. It's a thing, right? It's like it's a thing, right? What are you doing on Sunday? <laughs> Even to the point you be in church and the pastor's like, I know y'all trying to get the brunch. <laughs> Let me finish. <laughs> it is so bad, but it's like I am. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, I'm straight to the end, but you know, wrap it up. <laughs> Let's go. We got a 1:30 reservation. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes. So for you, um, life growing up, um, being a Winans, what was life like as a kid? It was fun. It was, I, it's funny because I think that people sort of have this preconceived notion that mm -hmm. in the Winans family, we just sat around and sang a lot and just was always in church, which we were, we were always in church. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I mean, always. always. Um, and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for that foundation. Um, I praise God for that. But we didn't really sing. I, you, you, we weren't forced to sing. And singing was never anything that I loved. Um, so growing up, particularly in my house, I had three brothers. Mm -hmm. And um, I, you know, people say I was spoiled. I just think I was well loved. And, and I was able to fun. do, you know, <laughs> kind of like what I wanted, <laughs> um, but that's okay. <laughs> um, you know, I was the only girl. And so it right. was fun. It was great. Church all the time, loved it. But we were also just about our family. And so even when I got to undergrad, 
I didn't have any, I didn't really have a lot of friends because I was always with my brothers, always with my cousins. I was at church. Um, and so that's just kind of what it was. I was a family girl pursuing what I loved. Um, and the only thing that was the standard in our house was that you go to church and you're respectful um, and everything else. My parents always said, your relationship with God is up to you. That's something you have to choose. And that was my life. Yeah. And a lot of people don't don't appreciate that. Like I was I was completely a church kid. Like I I think I was in church more than I was anywhere else. Um, mm -hmm. And that's because my grandma was very heavy mm -hmm. church, like missionary, deaconess board, mm -hmm. nursing. It's just everything. Um, but is when you're that foundation is like a different world. Mm -hmm. And it's, it gets to a point where like, you don't have the same kind of stresses. You know how to like, let stuff go, let stuff mm -hmm. off. It ain't easy, but it's, it's easier because you have that. Oh, absolutely. That grounding. Oh, 100%. So, I say I even it. now, I don't even, I don't understand how it is hard to get through this life with the Lord. I don't know how people mm -hmm. do it without him. I just don't. Because there's a certain don't know. level of just, okay, you know what? This is hard. But I know I can't control it anyway. But I do know who does. And so I just, I let right. it go. And I, I'm able to move in a peace and a joy that does not come from this world. And when things of this world hit me, I still can have that peace and that joy because they didn't give it to me, so they can't take it away. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't know how people go through life without exactly. God. I just, I don't. Look, don't know and ain't trying to find out. Ain't like, trying to. <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> ain't trying to find out. out. Like, mm -mm. Mm -mm. like you can come on my side, but I ain't coming on <laughs> your side. Like that's not gonna <laughs> no. work for me. Me over here. <laughs> yeah. We just come this way. This way, we good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So when did you when did you find out that you had a joy in singing or when did you develop a love for singing or a gift for singing? When did you find that? Uh, I don't know that I have developed a love for singing yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> you just did that. I recognize <laughs> that I well, acting has always been what I love. Um, since I was a little girl, my parents would take us to the movies every weekend, double features, and I just stared at the screen and I was like, that's what I'm going to do. And so when I started undergrad, yeah. I told my parents I was going to major in theater and they were like, what? Because <laughs> you haven't done it. I was like, yeah, but I know I can do it. That's just, it's what I love. It's what I love. And <laughs> they were like, okay. And then I did my first show, um, which was a two woman show. Uh, it was, we did Hospice by Pearl Cleek and my parents and my brothers came and they were like, oh, okay, this is what you do. And so they just fully supported me. And I remember there was a musical, they did, they did Evita, um, my second to last year, I think in undergrad. And I never wanted to sing. When I tell you, I just, I never had a desire to sing. Um, but I knew that they were going to, I love dance and I love acting and I knew they were going to do, they were picking four couples 
to do this really intense tango number. And I said, oh, I want to be a part of that. But in order to be considered, you had to sing for the audition. And so I sang, I went to my dad and I was like, dad, um, tell me if this sounds okay, because I have to audition and I have to sing so that I can be a part of this dance thing. And he was like, okay. And so I sang for him and he said, Joy, you ought to be shamed. And I was like, dad, is it that bad? And he, <laughs> he was like, you have a gift. I said, well, dad, I don't like singing. I just, I have to sing to be a part of the dancing. And he said, Joy, you have right. to use every gift God has given you. That went in one ear, out the other. I was able to be in the show. I was part of the tango number. It was so much fun. It was what it was, that was that. And then after grad school, um, my uncle BB uh, had a play, a musical based on his life that he was gonna do a workshop for and he wanted me to come and be CC. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. I got there. Rashad, when I tell you, that was the hardest. I said, I don't even want to sing. And why I got to sound like Cece? This is too hard. This is too hard. I just, I don't like this. I don't like it. Um, right. And you, then, you know, sort of hindsight 2020, you look back and recognize that God was just preparing me. And I should have really delved into it because Greenleaf was coming. And I had no idea I was going to have to actually record songs sing them myself, something I had never done. Um, and so now I tell people, <laughs> work every gift that God has given you. It doesn't matter how much you love it. If he has given you a gift, it's not for you. It's for you to share with other people. It's gonna be able to touch other people. So work every gift that you have. I have never developed a love for singing, but I do recognize that it is a gift that God has given me and I need to work it as best as I can so that when I am supposed to present it, it can touch the people that he wants it to touch. Um, so yeah, that's a long answer to let you know I still don't have a love for singing. No, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's such a good answer because we, we think that what we see someone talented in, that's their passion. And yeah. we, often, we often confuse that with what someone else loves to do to where if you're not doing we're like but you love this and it's like no yeah. i don't and no. it, it happens a lot especially with kids and parents it's like parents think that kids love something because they do it or they're good at it and then find mm -hmm. out later on down the line like i don't like this yeah yeah i it's um and i'm grateful that my parents never pushed that on us mm -hmm. um but, you know, I, I needed to recognize that if it's a gift that God has given you, then it is meant for you to use it to help someone else, to do something for someone else. Um, and so while I, while I don't have a supreme love for singing, I love I love singing with my brother. You know, we did the play together that was based on my uncle's life. And I had no idea the joy I would have being on stage and singing with my brother like that was pretty remarkable um yeah. am i looking to just keep making records as a singing artist no if i hear a song that i love that speaks to me absolutely i'll do it like i yeah. you know i've got a song coming out in about a month um with my brother that is i when i heard it i was like yes i love this i want to do this <laughs> do i love just singing 
No, I love, I love it when it means something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, it makes complete sense. Um, so when you when you have a passion as an actress mm -hmm. and you that's what you've been doing, you get this nod for a green leaf, and it's like mm -hmm. you're character is going to be an actress who is also a singer and you you plug that all in what did you take away from that experience and how did that make you feel because my thought i thought you were a singer who had to be turned into an actress and so it's like I, no, I, that's what most people thought into a singer so what, yeah what did you take from that because you work with some titans in in that uh... show Look, um, I, number one, to be ready. I think first and yeah. foremost to, to be ready. Um, I think that I would have been even more comfortable had I been working on my voice prior to like a lot more. Um, but you know, I think for me, I'm also very like sink or swim. I'm going to do what I have to do to make sure that I don't just barely pass, but that I do it well. Um, so the, the singing for me was a sink or swim kind of thing. And I just, I had to swim. I had to figure it out. And I did. And, and gratefully I do have family that I can call <laughs> on that completely understands. And they're just like, you got this. I remember um, when we were doing the play and Cece, you know, I was like, this is too hard on CCC. Everybody thinks that, you know, I have to sound like you. And I'm like, there's a reason why there's only one CC Winans. Like, I'm not her. <laughs> and she said, Joy, be you. She was like, we're already naturally going to sound alike because it's just in our DNA. We just have similar tones. But don't try to be me. Just be you. Bring yourself to it and let the rest go. And when I was able to to begin finding my own voice then i was like oh okay i get what she means and so i was able to bring that to greenleaf um when it came to the music uh but the acting you know i just i would come to set to just sit and watch keith david and lynn whitfield i've never seen someone work a camera like lynn whitfield yeah. And so I knew that this was an opportunity, not only for me to do what I love, um, but to be able to learn. It was literally a five-year masterclass yeah. in what it is I love doing. And um, I was able to take that away from it. I think I'm so much more comfortable um, in front of the camera. Because, you know, you get in, in training in school, you get a lot of theater, which I love. Um, but then I also took some camera classes when I graduated from grad school because I, I recognized that there are differences and you have to understand what you need to bring to those. And so um, that's what I took away from it. Just trying to be better and better and better. That's all yeah. I want. So did you ever have, because again, it's, it's Keith, David and Lynn Woodfield, like literally side by side and you're in the middle. Are there moments where you're just sitting there and just like, you get that push from them and you're like, it's, I gotta step up and like meet this cause y'all not gonna outdo me in this scene. Let me tell you something, the first day, <laughs> the first day, <laughs> the first day we shot, um, the first episode of season one, the very first day of shooting was that long table scene. 
yeah. very first day, very first day. Mind first you, Oprah's dinner. there. And so I was like, oh my God. I walked in and she called me over and she said, you nervous? I said, I am. I really am. <laughs> that it's okay. It's okay. She said, they're going to do, you know, a bunch of close-ups before they get to yours. So just take it in. Um, and then we sat down ready to start and Keith was right to my left and um, he tapped my hand. He said, okay. And I was like, oh God, oh God. Okay. All right. <laughs> Rashad, my close-up was the second one they did. I turned around. I said, well, hold on. I, I thought I had a beat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I had a beat. <laughs> I thought I had a time. <laughs> and um, it took me, it was my fourth take. I remember this, Clement Virgo, who was an EP. He was also our director. Mm -hmm. And he came to me and he just asked me a few questions about the scene. And he was like, okay, I want you to think about this, this, and this. And I was like, okay. But that's what I love as an actor. I love, you know, I come with choices, but then when you give me yeah. something else to work with and change it up, I love that. And yeah. so um, it was the fourth take. By the time they call cut, Oprah was in tears. She came over and hugged me. She said, that was it, that was it. Everybody was so happy and I was like, all right, I'm in here. Okay, I did it. I'm not the weakest thing. <laughs> I'm not the weakest thing. I'm doing what I gotta do. <laughs> Yes, and we just, and they me. give. I, this is the most giving cast. And yeah. so even in different scenes with Lynn, um, if it was more so about charity and her anger or whatever, and the camera was, you know, on me at the time, Lynn is giving everything. And she's like, oh, baby, um, next time try this. And I'm going to grab you even harder. And I'm going to, and I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Okay, great. We were constantly giving and learning and growing. And it was, I mean, that's my family, man. That is my yeah, family. That is so amazing. That's so amazing. Yeah. All right. So you finished that, which none of us are happy about the fact that Greenleaf is done. But <laughs> everything has a beginning and an end. We, we got it for a couple yeah. of years. So, you know, I mean, we're good yeah. for now. Um, <laughs> And you go into filming, don't waste your pay. That dating habits I had. Most people don't. No, most people just don't want to. If you didn't walk around with your nose in your phone or in a manuscript all day, you notice there are men everywhere. Damn. And why are we always talking about my dating life instead of yours? Because that would be a very short and boring conversation. I can't even remember the last time I've had sex. Oh, that's, okay, oh, that's, that's scary. Bad. That's a problem. What is wrong with me? I could never find Seriously, what must be wrong with me? So Keisha gave him everything. And I saved nothing for myself. Then suddenly. How do I find this magical man? The magic is in you. You make your own magic. Like the sun. Yes. Bring a sunshine. Who's crazy not to fight for you? How is it even possible that someone like you is still single? Here. So what are you gonna do about it? How did 
did that mm-hmm. happen? Um, tell me about that film. Like, what happened with that? Yes. Um, so we're in the lockdown and, uh, I get an offer for this film and I had just told my husband, I said, I need something completely different from Greenleaf, completely different from Charity and Don't Waste Your Pretty came up. And, um, I thought the role was very interesting. I thought she was, uh, a woman of a lot of pain, but a lot of, a lot of joy. And she just needed to sort of get out of her own way for love. And, um, I thought it was exciting. And then I knew that Carrie Hilson was already attached and I was like, well, she seems like a really lovely person. So I was like, okay, great. You know what? Let's do it. And then I met the director, Tamara Bass and her vision for the film was beautiful. And so that coupled with the amazing cast, um, Carrie Hilson, Redrick Williams. It just, it was such a lovely time to shoot these, these women, um, these colorful women, you know, all colors, all shades, all shapes to see their friendship, to see their love for each other, to see them going through, um, some turbulent times in each of their lives. Everyone had a different thing that was happening with them, but ultimately they were always there for each other, pushing each other, helping each other grow and, uh, and finding love in all of it. And, um, that was exciting to me. So that's, that happened in quarantine. And I thought it was, it was pretty perfect. Yeah. So what, what did it feel like to be in that situation? Um, cause again, when you guys started shooting, we kind of knew what was going on with the COVID thing, but mm-hmm. there was still like a lot of speculation and like uncertainties. Mm-hmm. Um, was it was it nerve wracking in that moment? Being, were you did you shoot in LA? No, we shot in Atlanta. Um, okay, and well, ooh, Atlanta was wide open back in July. Yes, it was. Um, Lord Jesus! But what I so so initially <laughs> going. Um, I had, I I had nerves. Um, and then when I got there and I met the production company, Swirl Films really kept us safe. The moment, from the moment I landed, um, the tests were, uh, on time. The tests were frequent and our bubbles were tight. And so... It, it allowed us to be able to go to work and freely do what we needed to do for our roles without feeling like, oh God, I got to worry about who is this new person on set and who is this? No, Swirl <laughs> locked it down. Everybody that yeah. stepped on set was tested constantly. Um, and, and we, you know, we were safe and I applaud them for that. We finished an entire um, shoot with no positive COVID tests. And, um, it was amazing. I'm so very grateful. You know, I also, while I went with a a few nerves, as we know, I, I just believe God just continues to cover me. And so I'm not, I'm never like overly worried. Um, and I know that I have a praying husband and I know that I'm covered. Um, but to, to be in a place where the production company took our health and our safety so very seriously is a blessing. Um, so no, I I felt free when I was at work to do whatever I needed to do. And I wasn't worried about what anybody else was doing because I knew that they had us covered. Perfect. What do you, 
What do you want people to ultimately take away from the film? Um, that life is life and life is going to bring about challenges. Um, sometimes they come often. Sometimes you have a little bit of breathing room in between, but in all of it, um, you can't let your circumstance dictate your feelings. You have to, um, you have to understand that it is life. It's going to come and it's going to go. And what are you going to do in the meantime? How are you going to grow from it? And I think that you can see in each of these characters situations that happen and then how they learn to grow from it instead of retreating and hiding and being defeated. Um, so I think ultimately to understand that life happens, but how are you going to grow and how are you going to get out of your own way? You know, get out of your own way. Janae was in her own way and she couldn't see the love that was right in front of her because she was holding so tightly to the hurt of her past. Um, but the moment you let that go is the moment that you can see what is right in front of you. Life is life and life has challenges. Yeah. I love that. All day. Perfect. <laughs> All right.